The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Meseches Bavakama has been graciously dedicated by Rav Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'ilu Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. Um, what happens if you get some advice that you have paid for from a professional? You go over to a bank or a money changer and you ask them, is this dollar bill, this hundred dollar bill, is it, for, is it a forgery or is it real? Or you go over to an antiques dealer and you ask him, can you please value this, this, this article for me? because I'm interested in buying it. And it turned out that it was a forgery. It was a fake. And he should have known this, this antique dealer. Uh, he, he didn't know it, obviously. This bank, this, this money changer, should have known that this is a forged $100 bill. So you went over to him, and if he, if he had been a real professional, he would have known. So if you went over to him and you asked him his advice, and he said to you, yes, it's very good, it's worth your while, go ahead with the antiques deal, go ahead, receive this $100 bill from your, from your customer, it's good. And because of that, you received it, you went ahead with a, with a deal, and uh, you, you, you can't retrieve the damage now. You don't know who, who the other side is, they've gone. So what, what happens? So if he was an expert an absolute expert, and he took no money, he gave you this, this advice for free, then he is potter. He does not have to pay for bad advice. However, if he did take money for his services, then he is chayev. That is, if it is obvious that the person is, who is asking for the advice is relying totally on him. He tell, either he tells him, listen, I have not asked anyone else, I will not ask anyone else. You're the only person I'm asking, is this $100 bill forged or not? And he answers him, it's not forged, it's a good $100 bill, take it. And uh, the person really relied on him, he will be chayev, even though he's a massive expert, because he took money for his services, he will be chayev for causing this damage to his client. Uh, similarly, if he is some kind of apprentice, he is a little bit of an expert, but not a massive expert. He still has what to learn, even if he gave his advice for free. He, very nice of him to, to, to give people services like this for free, but he will be chayev because he is not a top-notch expert. He doesn't know everything. He still has to learn, and he has caused his friend damages. He will be chayev, midin garmi, because I was relying completely on you, and if you still have to learn and don't know everything, you should have told me that. You should have told me you're not 100% sure. I should go ask someone else. What happens if you asked, uh, you, you, you asked an expert if this is a good idea? Should I finish this deal? And he tells you, yeah, yeah, certainly you should finish the deal. And it's now too late to backtrack or to demand your loss from the Ainoa or the Mekatos. Uh, and you, you took his advice, the same din would apply. If he's an expert who took pay, he has to, and he has to refund you. If he, if he was an, an not such a big expert, even if he did it for free, he'd have to pay you your damages. If he is a big expert and he, service, he did this service for free, then he will be potter. Uh, what would be if, quite a common scenario in business, you get a call from someone and he tells you, I've got a customer over here, he calls himself Moshe Gross, 
and we we can I rely on him? He's asking for interesting credits uh, things. Is he okay? Is he honest? Is he rich enough to pay? Is he trustworthy enough to pay? I want, either I want to lend him money or I want to sell him stuff on credit. Uh, can I or can I not? And you answer him, yes, yeah, certainly. You trust me, he's a very honest person. He's, he's wealthy enough to pay you everything. And it's obvious that he relied totally on you. And in the end, he, he lost. In the end, the fellow did not pay him back, was not as credit worthy as you made out to be. You will be high of that loss. Somebody calls you up and says to you, I'm stranded in Bnei Brak. I've got nowhere to stay. And you say, no problem, I've got a lot of people in Bnei Brak. I'll find you somewhere to stay. You, you know this fellow's a little bit dodgy. Uh, but okay, he's stranded. Never, no, 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 you know, he's the night of him and his wife and whatever. So you call one of your friends in Bnei Brak and, and you ask him, have you got a spare room for, for this, this person? I know this person who's stranded, a friend of mine. And he tells you, yeah, no problem. But he asks you, is he a ben Torah? You know, is he, is he trustworthy? Is he honest? You know, do, do I have to hide the valuables? And you say, nah, he's definitely honest. He's fine. You know, your you posh had a lot of rachmanus on this poor fellow. He hasn't got his stranded, you know. And you, you start saying he's a little bit dodgy, then he'll, he'll be stranded. He'll have to sleep in the, train, in, the, in the bus station overnight. So you said, yeah, yeah, he's fine. Of course he's a ben Torah. And he moved in with them for that night. And so, sure enough, in the morning, the envelope that was supposed to give back to the Gemach $5,000 that morning was, had vanished. And it's obvious that it was him who took it. It was impossible to get it back from him. Uh, the person who said that he is very honest and it's fine will have to cover the loss. Hamavatel kisoi shel chaveroi. Somebody has a business going and you switch off the tap. You cause him to, you know, you, you, you slow his business down, close his business down. You've somehow, you, you know, you put a sign on his, on the, on his store that we will be closed the whole of next week. And next week is the busiest time of the year for this business. And because you put that sign up, he lost a lot, a lot of customers. So um, what's there? Or, or you, you, um, you, you put glue in the lock of his store. He came in the morning, tried to put the key in and turn it and open his store. And he can't do it. So he calls a welder and a blacksmith. And they all say to him, oh, well, prove me this is your property and your store. And he has to get back home and bring his, all, his, uh, all his documentation to prove who he is and that this is his store. And by the time he's done all of that, he's lost a few hours of business. Um, you prevented him from him or his merchandise from, from profiting from making profit that day. This is Gromer. Potter Bedine Odom, Chayev Bedine Shamayim. There is an opinion in the Poiskim that says that if you prevented him from a definite gain, then you are Chayev to pay his loss. That, that, that definite gain, you are Chayev to pay. Uh, so if, for instance, Every Tuesday morning, he makes at least $500. And because you stuffed the lock with glue and whatever, you, you prevented him from that definite $500. And even if he would have had the documentation in his pocket, it would have taken a couple hours to, to open his store. If that's the case, then some people will say that you are higher for it. 
similarly, were you to obstruct his schoira, his prevent his, his merchandise from getting, let's say, on the Yom Hashuk, there's a fair today that everybody is selling a particular t- kind of merchandise and you had a way of stopping his merchandise from getting to the fair. So also some people, now, now that the fair is over and he finally can get his merchandise to that place, but the fair is over, he can't sell it. There are some poskim who say that you will be chayev midina de garmi for doing such a thing. So if somebody did cause somebody else's business to close down or to, to lose, then the shayla must be asked whether he is chayev to pay for the loss or not. There are also dinim of hasogas kvul. Your friend had um, sold insurance to many businesses, uh, maybe even goyim, and you managed to break into his computer and get a list of all his clients and offer them a deal which looked slightly better than the deal he's giving them, whether it was or wasn't is irrelevant, and you turned a lot of his customers over from him to you. Uh, have you stolen anything? Have you not stolen anything? This, this is the sugya of Hasogas Kvul. This is the sugya of, um, of uh, possibly taking the fish out of the net of the other fishermen. It might be called Gezel. It might be called Hasogas Kvul. It might be Marufya. Um, there, are, there are special dinim concerning whether we will, how much we will stop people doing this kind of practice, um, how much we will ask to, how much we will have people to pay if they did cause damages on these lines. What about if you locked someone's house up and you prevented him from living there or from renting it out? That would also be considered groma and you are potter. Of course, every time we say potter, it's still also just you are potter, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, there are poiskim that say that if this was a house or a, an apartment, a, a store, which was up for renting, so now you have really prevented anyone from renting it because you've locked it up, that you will be chayv midin garmi. There is such an opinion, a shayla must be asked. Uh, what about if you call a worker, you... Ask a worker, can you please come and do a certain job for me? And uh, he comes, and because he came, and then by the time he comes, you don't need this job done. So there, there are cases in which he, you will be chaimidino de garmi. Sometimes you're potter. You know, you cancel a dentist appointment. Uh, can I please have the 400 shekel that you would have paid me for that, that appointment because you cancelled it? You didn't give me the, the 48 hours notice before you cancelled your appointment. Uh, no, Mr. Dentist, I, uh, I know as well as you that you've always got people waiting for an hour and a half in your waiting room and there's no way that you lost any business because I cancelled that appointment. I'm coming to you next week for another appointment. When you've actually done the job in my, on my tooth, I'll be very, very happy to pay you for it. So the dentist says, what do you mean? I lost business because of you. You didn't lose any business. You went home that day regular time. Everybody waited their regular hour and a half for you to put your act together and I don't have to pay you anything. However, if the Minag Medina, if local custom is that for a late cancellation you do pay, then you will have to pay. Sometimes it's common that the local custom is really that you should have to pay, but because you and your 11 children use this dentist, he's willing to waiver that charge. So if the local custom is really to pay, just it gets wavered in special circumstances, so then we, we will obviously 
ask him to waver it here too. However, if, it, uh, if he always wavers it, it's one of those rules that nobody keeps and nobody asks their clients to pay for not coming to an appointment, then we will ask him to waver it completely, unless if he can prove that he caused you a definite loss. You called up somebody and said to them, your apartment is up for rent. Yes. Uh, can I please rent it for the two weeks of the holiday? That's when you make the, mo the main money, the middle two weeks of the holiday. Can I please rent your dear? And he said, yes, that's fine. You made no Kenyan. Uh, you totally relied on him that he's renting it. In the last minute, he backed out. You've already left the apartment, gone abroad, and you're now not in a position that you can rent it to anybody else. And he said he's backed out. So you ask him for the money. He says, I didn't live there. I told you I was backing out uh, three quarters of an hour before the date the contract began. So you say, it's all very well and good, but now I can't rent it to anybody else. So he says to you, that's such a dingy hole over there. Nobody else would have ever rented it from you anyway. So you say, no, no, I would do this, I would do that. So are you chayv because of Gromel Garmi or not? Good question. If you tell him, what are you talking about? Dingy as it is, for that price that I gave you, I had another 15 calls after you that were all interested in it. If you would have only told me a week earlier that you're backing out, I would have followed up some of those calls and I would have definitely got another client. You may be chayv nidina de garmi. You may just be you may not be chayv. You called a worker and you told him, you called a plumber and you asked him, can you please unblock my pipe? By the time he came, the pipe was unblocked and you didn't need him and you, you're not an honest. It's the kind of case that you should really pay him. And you, you, uh, that you, you okay, so call out for you're willing to. He says, listen, I put an hour and a half aside and I lost business because of you. If he really lost business and it's too late to get other business, he cancelled other people, he can't go back to them. You may be chayev midina de garmi, you may not. A shayla must be asked. Somebody who takes his friend and locks him in a room and because he was locked in the room, he couldn't go to work and he lost a half a day's wage. He uh, might be done for kidnapping also, but that's not what we're talking about now. You grabbed him and you locked him into the Ezra Snoshim in Shul. There's no way he can get out. He didn't have a cell phone or even if he did. Because of that, he arrives three hours late for work. He gets uh, $48 an hour after all the deductions. He now asks you for $48 an hour times three for having locked him up. You are Chayev Midin Sheves. But that is because you grabbed him and pushed him into the Ezra Snoshim and then locked the door. Had you just, he had, had he stepped into the Ezra Snoshim by himself and you just locked him in there and now he can't get out and he's missed his three hours of $48 an hour. So then you will be Potter Midine Odom but Chayev Midine Shamaim because it would only be called Groma. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars, or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the